0: Good afternoon everybody. I am Nick. This is Alongside me is Sam and Brian. And this is the very first episode of the Weekly Dive Sports Podcast. Sam, Brian, thanks for joining me. Good to be here, Nick.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: So uh, let's just dive on in and talk about the NFL. Chiefs, Dolphins, crazy game. Uh, Miami made a big comeback uh, from being down 30 to 14, I believe. Is that is that correct? And somebody fact checked me on that? Oh, I think, yeah, 30, for, 30 to ten, I think is what they were
2: doing. Thirty
0: to ten, and it ended up being a close game, thirty three to twenty seven with sixteen seconds left. The Chiefs are going to pull away with the dub and have a twelve and one record. Uh, the Dolphins, they're surprising me this year. Brian, got any?
1: I mean, as far as the Dolphins go, yeah, surprising. I think Patrick Mahomes underwhelmed a little bit this week, but. I think top tier Patrick Mahomes probably
2: wins this game, but yeah. You know, at the same scoreline, they were up in the beginning, but this just
0: keeps showing how the Chiefs can just win any ball game. Yeah. Mahomes had two picks. Yeah. Clearly didn't look himself. Just actually, he it does say on ESPN he had three picks. We're okay. not copyrighted, by the way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, uh, Patrick Mahomes deadly. I honestly think the Chiefs are unstoppable. They probably will go to the Super Bowl again, possibly a repeat on being Super Bowl champions.
1: Yeah, I think it's just a matter of if they get that one seed. And even if, even if they don't get that one seed, I think there's really no one in the AFC that's going to be able to touch them.
0: It's really consistency for me. Like, the Chiefs, they are dominant, and they've proven that with an 11-1 record, soon to be 12-1. And they're just dominant Tyreek Hill – one carry for 32 yards, yeah. one touchdown. It, he's got, the man's a freaking beast. He's got like,
2: 20 fantasy points with two plays. He's just,
0: yeah. Travis one of Kelsey.
2: One in the game, pretty much. Yeah. That yeah. First down, so.
0: Travis Kelsey, he's tied in at eight receptions, 136 yards. You don't see anybody nah. like that, built like that, doing these kinds of things. Nope. It's ridiculous.
2: Kelsey arguably probably the best. Tight end in all of football right now, just 100%. Well, at the Favorite moment, pocket. yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't see this
0: Chiefs offense being stoppable. Um, yeah. There are two passing threats, Hill uh, like... and. Uh... Let's talk about their defense. What what do we think about that? It, is do you think their defense can carry them because their offense is dominant? But is their defense good enough to get them to be where they were the season it prior seemed, to this one?
1: It seems like that's where they get caught up. Because, I mean, you look at, like, the Super Bowl last year, you look at games like today where, you know, it doesn't really matter the situation. It seems like their defense is always kind of liable and always able to give up points either, you know, early or late. And uh, Patrick Mahomes so far has been able to carry him out of that. But, you know, as far as will that continue, I guess we'll see.
0: He's their saving grace, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Miami, they are surprising me this year. They will be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Tua's looking good. An eight and five record and Tua rookie coming in mid season replacing Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, Sam, what the hell was that?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's my bad.
0: <laughs> so yeah, uh, oh, yeah, he's been really good. Uh, I haven't
1: really seen anything like that since. Maybe like Lamar Jackson coming in his rookie year, and even then he wasn't able to get it done in the playoffs. So we'll see if Tua can.
0: Maybe this do Maybe a, no one is just done in a while. This is a chance for him to get his feet wet. Uh, I don't see the Dolphins at all coming close to being Super Bowl champions. Maybe one and done, and then possibly being like the Ravens the next year. Yeah, he gets but overlooking the local boy Justin Herbert's. The, oh, the, hey, hey, rookie prospects. He's surprising He's me. He's my pick for rookie of the year by far. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Uh, yeah I kind of since we're on that topic of like quarterbacks rookie quarterbacks Joe Burroughs I mean he's injured not playing right now because the ACL tear I believe
2: yeah that's that's that sucks' just gonna need to look the next year I think burrows gonna be something special his arm's too good he can, can show sure even... that he can run
0: let me ask do you guys think he is better than Justin Herbert?
1: I think if he would have played out the rest of this year yeah
0: interesting interesting yeah. I, I
1: think that. You know, both of them kind of on non-contenders at the moment, but you know, it's going to be we'll just have to look to the future to see how they're going to show up in big games, and how they're going to, you know, prove their. Contenders. Here's here's my thing. With,
0: here's my thing with that like topic. I think Herbert turned the Chargers into a competitive team. Hmm. The Chargers have not lo- been blown out except for last week versus the Patriots, where they lost like what thirty-three or I think something,
1: thirty-five to thirty-five to nothing,
0: yeah. That's the only game that Herbert's been in where it hasn't been close. Right. But other than that, he's proven to be a yeah. I
2: mean, dominant quarterback, competitive
0: yeah. quarterback. And then Burrow, when he was healthy and playing, he uh, the the Bengals just sucked. They yeah. couldn't win mm-hmm. at all. I mean, obviously the Chargers are not good either, but they were competitive at least. And yeah. the Bengals just weren't. They weren't getting anything done.
2: Chargers playing today against the Falcons at 125, and it's interesting the Falcons are without Julio Jones and a hurt Todd Gurley. And, um, you know, I think this is going to be something to show for uh, Calvin Ridley. I think he's going to have a big game. So this will probably be an offensive shootout. Both of these defenses have struggled this year. So I expect this one to be a very high-scoring game. Honestly, and you got to go with the Chargers, I think.
1: Yeah with the pieces missing for Atlanta and the Chargers looking like, you know, they can get it done most of the time on the offensive end. Patriots obviously have a pretty good defense, so it's hard to put up some points against them, but I That's, think the Chargers are pretty much a shoe in to win this game.
0: And the Patriots, my goodness, they are bad again. They are bad this year. Not again, but yeah. they, what, what, what's the reason? Is it Tom was Tom? The reason they, uh, well, we're yeah, successful.
2: Look at last year. I mean, they—they they, he had no help. And I think it's the same thing this year with Camp. He has no help on the offensive end. Right. They don't have any rushing attack. I mean, the receivers are just struggling. And, you know, things just a combination, you know. You. As good of a coach as Bill Belichick is, the Patriots cannot move the ball effectively. They get I mean, I saw them get in the resume, I think, four times uh, this week on Thursday. And I didn't see him score a touchdown once in those four trips. They either turned it over or had to settle for a field goal, and that's just not going to win your ball game. So yeah. they, they need to get Cam some help if they're going to stick with Cam. Which
0: which they probably help. will. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cam's good enough. He's too good to be a backup in the league. And that's a fact. Yeah. Uh, I mean, MVP. What, 2015 like with that. the Panthers? And he not, hasn't fallen off. So. Yeah, I mean. He hasn't been on really any good teams except for that Panthers team, so it's kind of really tough to say if he's a bad quarterback or if he's just on a crappy team. And it kind of, kind of seems to be that the Patriots' offensive line sucks and he's not getting any of that pass protection that he needs.
1: I think good thing looking forward for them is it's the Patriots, right? People are going to want to play for him. People want to play for Belichick. Offensive linemen Extreme. especially, they value that structure. They value every piece of their team. It's not about the quarterbacks, it's not about just the receivers. So I think in the future, they are gonna probably uh, be looking up.
0: Yeah, so uh, transitioning into the scary NFC East. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys beat the Bengals 30-7. to I don't know why they're not being like the Jets and tanking, but at this point in the season, yeah. they should be trying to lose. And uh, gosh, that East, the NFC East is just terrible. Just the Giants, I believe, are leading the division mm-hmm. with a five and eight record after they lost to the Cardinals so now today.
2: Washington is taking that spot, right?
0: Washing- Washington is. Well, I mean, they they play. If it, Washington right? beats the Forty Nine ers today, then Washington will take that one seat in the NFC East with a with the six and seven record. Jesus Christ, they are terrible. Yeah
2: the 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 uh the the Philadelphia Eagles they they are just they're struggling. Once Wentz, Wentz is just kind of in limbo right now. I mean they keep everybody keeps saying oh Wentz needs to go somewhere else, but I mean he has no help on that team. I mean yeah, Philadelphia has just struggled all year. He hasn't looked yeah. Wentz hasn't looked in his twenty seventeen form since twenty seventeen. <laughs> <Since really>. t- <laughs> so I mean he, he's just he's been struggling, and I think you know I think we're gonna see a major shakeup. As far as that goes, I could see Wentz either ending up at Chicago, Mm -hmm. replacing Trubisky, or even a place such as the 49ers who don't really need an injury prone Garoppolo.
0: Right.
2: And
1: honestly, an inconsistent Garoppolo. I mean, you saw earlier this year he's benched after three picks in like the first half. So,
0: you know. Well, three picks is pretty bad, that is. Yeah. Now he's hurt. Deserving to be benched. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, But yeah, this whole season has just been terrible i mean there are so many losing teams with losing records that are that have a chance at making the playoffs and yeah is that because of covid and not being able to go to spring training or whatever the hell that they whatever the hell they do
1: i would i'd say so i think there's a lot of teams in particular my ravens that have just kind of gotten screwed over this year i think that okay oh you <laughs> giving me the choke, but uh You know, we're playing three games without seven of our starters, including Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram. So, you know, it's going to be tough. Play the Steelers close even without that. I think – and there's more teams than the Ravens that have been affected by this. And I do think that this year is going to have a huge asterisk on it as far as who wins, unless it's like the Chiefs or something like that, just because, you know, they're probably the favorites either way. But I think a lot of contending teams kind of got shafted this year for sure.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, you know, it's still it still is a regular season. I think they've managed – NFL has done by far the best than any oh, other. 100%. 100% yeah. So I mean, they're
1: definitely doing what they can. The fact that these guys are able to even play right now is, you know, it's good on the end. that. Yeah.
0: Right? So, no, no shade to
1: them at all. It's just, it just sucks. You
0: know? Yeah. And it's hard for these players, honestly, to, you know, get tested every day. And then right. obviously the Ravens are probably in the worst position of all, having Lamar Jackson have to sit out, what, two, three games? Three, game, three I mean, games yeah. because. He tested positive, and we don't even know if those were false positives or actual positive tests, which is kind of the crappy thing about the whole thing. Yeah. But the Ravens have definitely been screwed over the most out of all the teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this
2: is interesting, too. Packers looking like they're going to clinch that hit. NFC North spot and lock themselves in the second seed in the West – or, excuse me, in the NFC. Uh, the Vikings losing today, and they are now outside – of that wild card spot, overtaken Eric, by Arizona. Yep, yeah. Arizona is now in seven and six as they win today against the New York Giants. Who the Giants look promising, I gotta say. After beating Seattle last week, I was I was looking at this Giants team like, you know what, these might be a sleeper team. But you know they come back today and just they they looked horrible. They were really, they could not move the ball at all against this Arizona defense. Yeah. and uh, yeah, that's, that's I think this team being
1: done. I think Arizona is definitely going to be the best team below the four seeds.
0: Yeah, in
2: the
1: I, I think that they, sure, they're seven and six, but I think, you know, their defense proved today that they're really good. I think their offense can be super explosive at times. And if you catch them on the right day, I think they're going to be tough
2: for mm, any team. Kyler Murray's got that, you know, he's got the dual, he's that classic dual threat quarterback that every team is looking for nowadays. You know, you got Kyler Murray who can run faster than any quarterback in the NFL right now. And uh, I, I see Arizona being a potential threat. I mean, I know the record doesn't really reflect that,
0: but they're, they're playing good football. Yeah. Yeah, they are a, a very, very dangerous team. But, Brian, you did say that you do think that they are, like, the best team below the four seed. Is that yeah. is that correct? Yeah. You see, I disagree. I think the Seahawks are better.
1: I think the Seahawks are not wildly overrated, but right? I do you think they're overrated a little bit?
0: DK. Their uh, defense is just... DK is insane. Yes, their defense is really their only issue, but right. if they're healthy, then...
1: And quite honestly, man, I think Russ can... I don't know. He's not fallen off, but I think that he can, get, he can get outclassed easier easier than I think a lot of the population would would have to see it. So
0: yes, yes, and then uh Titans with that four seed at a yeah. Derek Henry look, looks eight and four good. record.
1: Yeah, Derek Henry doing a thing. Ryan Brown is always there if he's not on. You know, yeah, yeah. Brown. Those, those players can.
2: Anybody see Brown dressed up as Julio Jones in the pregame today? <laughs> yeah, he had the Julio Jones jersey on. It was pretty funny, and he looked like Julio Jones out there. Um, yeah, this this Tennessee team is a force to be reckoned with. Yep, and it's been that
1: way for like a year now. You saw him last year in the playoffs, taking down the Ravens easily. I mean,
0: now if you just had to think of like an AFC Championship matchup, NFC Championship matchup, what would you? What do you think you would say?
1: You know. I think the Chiefs are there for sure. And I'm not sure how it works as far as who's going to play who in like the divisional uh, game. So I don't know if the Chiefs would play the Titans. I don't think they would because they didn't last year. So I, I would say the Titans have a good chance of definitely making it to that championship game. I think the Steelers are a bit overrated, as we were talking about yeah. earlier. I think that they're
2: definitely looking more beatable, as yeah. we've seen. And these, I mean, they lost to a team with yeah. no name.
1: Yeah, <laughs> these last three weeks are going to be telling. They play the Browns. They play the uh, some other good teams. So we'll see there if they come out of the, this last three weeks with maybe, you know, three wins, maybe I'll change my mind on that. But as of right now, I think the Steelers are really beatable. I think a team like Tennessee is, you know, a team that would be
0: scary, yeah. competitive. That's the same thing with the Browns. The, the NFL is mainly competitive this year because everybody has similar records right. and the Browns are proven not to be, you know, a terrible team like they were two years ago. Yeah, and they, really they are, Baker. they yeah. are a playoff team. And everybody sleeps on Baker Mayfield, and he's he's proven to be a solid quarterback. Yeah, is he there? is Is he there, man? I saw an article a few weeks back that Baker Mayfield is not the guy for Cleveland, but he has a Fair pretty enough. good record, in my opinion.
1: I mean, you know, some people just need time to warm up to the league. I think he's one of those guys, and he's getting to that point to where he's starting to get it. He's got some pieces now, and he's making it work. And they're nine and three for a reason. So, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, he's he's definitely heated up towards the second half of the season. I know he's went through a few games of struggle, but I mean last week had four touchdowns. You know, he threw for 334 yards. He's he's looking good and this Browns team's looking good. Um but I think, contenders, you, you think? Know, I, no. I, I I just think the Chiefs are just such a dominant football team. Yeah. I don't see them losing to anybody. That's so, a good question, out of who can beat the Chiefs? Out of any team in the AFC, maybe even the NFL Super Bowl, do you think the Bills? The Bills, the Bills yeah. I think Josh the Bills, Allen too. Josh Allen is the only quarterback
0: right now in the AFC that can beat Martin. Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got the weapons. I mean, it's a bold take, but he's got the – surprisingly, I will say this, Cole Beasley, he is a sleeper receiver. He is good. Yeah, he played well last week Yeah, against the 49ers. He's a good slot receiver, and he's that guy to look for when they're in the red zone, and he's proven to be that guy. On, I mean, with the Cowboys, he was that guy. And now with the Bills, he's that guy, and the Bills are freaking good. Yeah. So I definitely agree. The chi- the Bills are the biggest threat probably to the Chiefs.
2: Yeah. I think we'll know definitely something. I think we'll know a broader picture about the AFC after tonight's game.
1: Yeah. And I yeah. think after tomorrow's yeah. game too. Speaking of tomorrow's game, Browns Ravens, probably the biggest game of the year for the Ravens, maybe for both of these teams. I think if the Browns lose. It could get interesting. They have somewhat of an easy schedule. They gotta play the Steelers week 17, but other than that, they got the Giants next week. But must win for the Ravens.
2: Absolutely. Uh sitting that third spot in AFC North and they're on the bubble currently out of that wild card spot. So they really need to win out here.
0: Ravens don't have the easy schedule remaining though. No. No, I, no. The Ravens they have they have the talent. They have the oh. talent to Whoop up on these Browns and is this a rivalry game for them? I mean, they are division divisional rivals, but is this like a big rival rivalry game?
1: It could set the tone for the future of the NFL. I mean, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Pat you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes. These three guys are going to be in contention for a long time to come. So I think games like this are going to kind of stoke the fire. And looking at the Ravens' schedule moving forward, they win this game, I think. They have a really good shot to make the playoffs. They got to play the Jaguars, the Giants, and the Bengals the next three weeks after this, and I think they're heavily favored in yeah. most if not all of those. In games. all
0: those, yeah. So this is a must-win. If they do lose today, do they have any hopes at all of making the playoffs? you just got to hope
1: the Browns lose, and the Browns got a pretty easy schedule. Got to play the Giants, Uh like as well, I guess well as the Steelers the, at the yeah. end of Week 17. But other than that, I mean, I mean, if you're the Ravens, you've got to pray.
0: It, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, tough, tough season for you Raven fans. Not, not that good, but... Yes, yeah, so uh, shall we transition to the NBA? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, so obviously the NBA starts up, I believe, December 22nd, just before Christmas, and kind of a weird time to start, but kind of like the NFL, they do have their traditional, like, holiday game, so NFL is obviously Thanksgiving, but then the NBA is their big Christmas games, and just, what, what do you guys think? There have been a few interesting moves yeah, happening yeah. this offseason.
2: Yep. I mean, you got Washington, and uh, you know, Milwaukee kind of made a sleeper move, picking up Drew Holiday. I just, you know, I don't
0: see Washington, or Milwaukee getting
2: derailed by anybody uh, yeah. at that point. I interesting. think it's going to be Let's
0: put out our predictions real
1: quick. Yeah. So for the East, so for top 10 for the East, I'm going Bucks at number one, Heat, Nets, 76ers, Toronto, Celtics at six, Pacers seven, Wizards eight, Magic nine, Hornets ten.
0: Interesting. So for me, I have the Nets at the one seed, okay? The Raptors at the two seed, the Heat at the three seeds, at the three seed. I don't think the Bucs will be good. So I have them, but they'll still be a playoff team. So they are the four seed for me. 76ers at the five seed, especially with that pickup of Seth Curry. Uh, Boston at the six seed, Indiana at the seven seed, Washington at the eight seed, Atlanta at the nine seed. And then for the 10 seed, it could go either Orlando or Charlotte. Sam? Yeah, I mean, I. I think definitely the Celtics
2: took the biggest offseason hit this year, losing Gordon Hayward. And, you know, Absolutely. Kevin Walker is going to be hurt for quite a while. Yeah. And like I said, I think the Bucks are a force to be reckoned with. You know, they've kind of they've kind of floundered in the playoffs for the last few years. You know, having you you think you've got to take advantage of that before he wants to move somewhere else. So I can see the Bucks making going big this year. Interesting. I think Interesting. the Bucks
1: would be good, but I think teams around them got better too. I mean, you got the Heat that beat them last year pretty handily in the playoffs. Defending champs, yeah. Right.
2: Or defending
0: Eastern Conference, Eastern Conference champs, Yep. And
1: the 76ers getting Seth Curry and they also get Dwight Howard, some inside yes. presence to kind of counter Giannis, which I think is the biggest thing with playing the Bucks. And you saw, you know, teams like the Heat take advantage of that, teams like the Raptors the year before. What um, about the Wizards? I think the Wizards are going to be really bad. Uh, <laughs> I hate. I don't like Russell Westbrook's game. I don't like his game on a bad team. And I don't think I think Bradley Bill, same way. He had you know, he had a good season last year, but he was on his team, right? You're gonna be you're gonna be averaging thirty points a game if you're a player like that on a team like that. So adding Russ to that mix, I don't think it's a good mix. I don't think that the Wizards really uh have an upward trajectory from here.
0: Yeah, you know, The East, I think the East is a good conference this year. They have solid teams really until they get to that eight seed. The eight seed is when they fall off the nets, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. They're both going to possibly be healthy the full season. You never know, but if they are healthy, the whole season, they are, they're going to be dominant. And Kyrie's played with that, you know, all-star before with LeBron James back in Cleveland and, uh, he, he knows how to play with those guys, and so I don't think it's really going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. Toronto, they were only two games worse than Milwaukee last year, and Milwaukee finished with the best record, I believe, in the NBA.
2: Right,
0: And so they're going to be solid even without Kawhi. I think one thing we do overlook about Toronto is that they did lose Mark.
1: Yeah. To the Lakers. Yep. So, I mean, there goes their inside presence. Maybe I had them overrated a little bit. But, you know, I think they're still a good regular season team. Pascal. Although in the playoffs not that great, normally gets it done in the regular season. So,
0: the def- definitely a playoff team. Yeah. so I could I could move them down in my rankings mm-hmm. for the Eastern Conference, but the Heat Heat will definitely be solid. Jimmy buckets, Tyler Hero. Uh, Speaking of the Heat, are actually trying to trade. Uh, Type of hero for James Harden. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
1: That if that be, happens,
0: if that happens, the Heat move up in my ranking. Yeah. They. They move yeah, up. It'd be
1: hard not to put them at number
0: one. Yeah. I. 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 I would. I would definitely put them at that one mm-hmm. seed. Yeah. James Harden's dominant, yeah. as we've seen. He's one of the best shooters in the league right now. His best scorers of all time. Of all time. Yeah. yeah that, he's up there. I mean, people hate on him because he. Gets to the line too much, but that's the game of basketball. I Everybody think. can score points. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if LeBron James did the same thing, people would still like him. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't like LeBron myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Nick, what's your take on the Rockets this year? On the ro- well, okay. I mean, depending um, on what happens to Harden, obviously. But If Harden stays, they're a playoff team. They did downgrade. They are in a rebuild mode. That's, that's a fact. I think um, they should get rid of Harden. Interesting. I just Life. think they
2: need to move on. I mean, it's proven that they cannot do anything in the playoffs with even Harden, Westbrook, or Harden, Paul. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I think it's time for the Rockets to move on, do something different, because you know what what they've been trying to do the last four or five, six years just has not been working. Yeah, and I think
1: I think they are trying to do that because I mean, changing your entire game from you know having Clint Capella to going full small ball, like they're yeah. already in that mindset of you know drastic change. So. Which
0: is the new NBA. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, they need that they need that big man to, for them. James Harden can not it can't just be a small ball shootout. 3 out. point. Yeah, it can't be a shootout. Yeah, That's what the Blazers did last year. And uh they need that big man like Giannis, that big star right. to be at the power forward position and honestly, if Gian- if Giannis, I don't think he will ever go to Houston. But if that, were, if that were to happen and Harden was still there, 100% NBA champions. But Yeah, I mean, it would be hard to
1: contend with them. Lakers would be probably the only team to even come close, and even then it would be real tough for them.
0: Now let's sort of just transition a little bit slightly into the West because we're already there. Um, who do you think is the Lakers' biggest threat? They they are a good team. They just picked up Montrez Harrell. I, I mean, they, I, they
1: formed a God Squad this year.
0: They they did. Did. I think they the did.
2: Clippers have the best roster on paper uh to beat the Lakers but I just don't think Paul George is going to get it done mm-hmm. in prime time and you know the conference finals. I think Nuggets. I okay. Say okay, yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I do Murray, agree Jokic. with that. I think
1: Jamal Murray, Jokic, and I actually have Michael Porter Jr. as my most improved
0: player this year. Interesting. So I think they're gonna come
1: into their own. I think Michael Porter Jr. might even become a twenty point per game scorer this season. So. You see, for
0: me, my most improved player was Shai Gilgis Alexander from OKC. Mm-hmm. I mean Chris Paul leaving yeah. to go to Phoenix. Yeah. That gives him that starting role. Phoenix though. Yeah. Man. Phoenix. Yeah.
2: They're looking young and they you know, they look like something they could force be reckoned Playoff with. Playoff team. In. Yep. Definitely I mean,
1: Having CP3 on that team is gonna help DeBook even more. Mm-hmm. And I mean D-book that great. veteran
0: presence is always helpful. I mean, Chris Paul turned Oklahoma City into a playoff team for yeah. a good playoff team.
1: And you look at his clutch time stats last year. He was best in the league like by far. Like as far yeah. as like getting it done in the fourth quarter when the when the game's closed, he in the regular season was and
0: second and done. He was a, he was a contender for MVP, not a high contender. I think he was like a four like, number four on the list or possibly being MVP. Yeah, which is
1: still insanely high. You know, voted by the analyst fourth best player in the league. Yeah. Which is nothing to, you know, shy Best point from. guard. That's yeah.
2: for sure. Um, and, of course, Blazers are being slept on by every source out there. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that that is true.
1: We're, they're we're, getting slept on. But I do think, I mean, they're not a contender. They're not going to, you know, contend for title, I don't think. I don't think interesting. they would struggle with a team like
0: the Mavericks, I think. Which I have He's at five. It. I have Mavericks at the two seed. Luca, I have him winning an MVP this year. This is his year to be great. Kristaps Porzingis, amazing. He can shoot the ball from from the three point line. And he is strong. He's a good inside presence. Yeah. And uh who was it that the Mavericks traded for Seth Curry? It was some it was a definitely a veteran. An older guy, but uh, his defense is what—that's what the Mavericks lacked in his defense. They had a, one of the best offenses, and they—they they, uh, because they traded Seth Curry, right? Um Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson—he is going to be big for them for defense. Honestly, that's yeah. like I said—that's what they lacked in, and they're going to sort of slow down a little bit in the offensive category with Seth being a good presence. I mean, he's one of the—he's a good shooter, just like his brother Steph. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do. I think the Mavericks are a big threat. I do think they could be a threat to the Lakers. I agree. I got the Jazz head of the Mavs. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I
2: I just think uh,
0: <laughs> I. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell. I don't think he's good enough. He's a good. He's a star, but I don't think he's good enough to carry the Utah Jazz. Actually, game. I have the Jazz ahead of
1: the Mavs too.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: Yeah, Luka won an MVP, huh?
0: Yeah, let me guess. You have uh, LeBron James. Oh, like my. Well, oh, this
1: MVP. Shocker. Shocker, <laughs> shocker. I mean, LeBron, I think he wouldn't want it this year if it was a full season. He just has more time to display his dominance. You know, he's going to average 11 assists this year. He's going to average 28 points, probably mm. eight rebounds. Like, no one's going to come close except for me to be honest. And I think that – I don't know. You can't overlook every aspect of the game. It's not just shooting rebounds.
0: I have – yeah, I have LeBron at – Number three on the list for MVP, Giannis being that close second.
1: I have Giannis for Defensive Player of the Year.
0: I guess I do have that too. Who do you have for Rookie of the Year?
1: Uh, oh, I forgot Rookie of the Year, but off the top of my head, Rookie of the Year, Lomelo. I Lubella looks
2: it, it by far the best.
0: He looked good yesterday in his uh, preseason game. Yeah. Uh, he put up, I believe, a double double. Yeah. And that he, he's going to be good. He's going to be better than Lonzo, and that's yeah. a fact. Lonzo's kind of washed up, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, Lomelo's just, you can just see it already. Like, yeah. with Lonzo, you, you're watching, and you're like, he kind of looked like he didn't know what he was doing his first, I mean, couple seasons, I think you can argue, until LeBron got there and kind of coached him up. But Lamelo just looks good right off the bat. He looks like he knows how to play the game against the top level of competition, and, you know, he's showing it, that he can do it.
0: And you could honestly argue that, Playing overseas is better for these incoming rookies. Luca played overseas and this is his third year, I believe, in the league. Yes. Third or fourth year in the league and he's already a contender for MVP.
1: Yeah. I think it helps playing, you know, older, developed people instead of like yeah. teenagers. So
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously it's good to play in college, but if guys like LaMelo, more guys will definitely start playing overseas, and even in the G League. The G League is becoming more popular for yeah. top prospects out of high school that want to just get paid right away. Mm-hmm. Guys like Zion, Zion should not have gone to college, honestly.
1: Yeah, I agree. And speaking of that, uh Gary Trent Jr. for the Blazers is a good example of that, coming from the G League. I know he did go to Duke and all that, but showing out on the Blazers. I don't know, he did a real good job last year in the playoffs. I know Sam, you're a big fan of him.
2: Yeah, uh, like I said, Blazers are being slept on. I I think Gary Trent Jr., as we saw last year, he's solid. He can play tough defense. He's a good three-point shooter, good spot up shooter, um, good perimeter guy. I'm a big fan of him, and I think he's gonna help the Blazers be a lot better than what many people are saying. What do you guys
0: think about that? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I definitely think he'll be a big, big help for the Blazers. And I do have them at that five seed and I st- I think I think they could not they're not gonna make a run for the title, but they're they'll be close, maybe Western Conference uh finals, but nothing more than that in my opinion. Lakers are too good. Sadly, I hate saying those words. But
2: <laughs> that's that's the state of the NBA though. You can build super teams on the limb. and yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Not a big fan of that, but neither am I, but I'm happy the Lakers did it, that's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, they're like the the Warriors a few years ago, and honestly, I think the Warriors, it sucks that they lost Clay Thompson. Again. Yeah, again. So if they had Clay Thompson, I think they would have been the biggest threat to the Lakers, right. and their deadly shooting team, and then picking up James Wiseman. Uh, he definitely, I think he would would have made a big enough uh, help for the team, but big enough impact, but they don't have Clay anymore, so mm-hmm they need to trade for a shooter.
2: Yeah. Yep. I don't think Steph can do it alone. I mean, we know he can't.
0: Yeah, yeah. obviously last season they finished with the worst record, I believe. And if he didn't and...
1: play much, but Yeah, yeah that is true. He or was or he
0: was injured for a good chunk of the season. But yeah, they need they need that shooter they should trade. James Harden maybe. And that would be interesting. Yeah. Would they be dominant again? I don't know.
2: Possible. Maybe you know Steph's getting older. I mean, he's still incredible, obviously, but you'd think yeah. he would want to make something big happen in the next year or two. Yeah. Time is running out, and he's
0: won a few rings, so yeah, he's had an, an incredible career. Hall of Famer for sure. Best shooter, One of the best point guard, yeah, of all best time. shooter, the best shooter of all time. So, yeah. So uh, that can conclude the episode for today. Thank you for those that listen and. We will resume next week with a new episode on the Weekly Dive Sports Podcast. Thank you.
2: Thanks, guys.